Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is January 16th, 2023. All right. Well, I am here today on January the 16th um, on vacation this week, um, but the wife and the kids, the grandkids and everyone, they went to get their hair did, so I forgot to go ahead and do a show, right? i got a few things I want to talk about, and uh, I want to tell you about an upcoming uh, thing that Chris and I are going to start doing, and uh, we want to start getting the word out there. Um, so you can start following, following, what the fuck, I can't even speak, following us <laughs> there, um, I'm an idiot, and I'll, I'll talk about that here in just a second, I'm about me being an idiot, but about the new show we're gonna do, um, no, 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 don't try to America, is not going away, folks, we're still gonna be here, I'll still be here three days a week as much as possible, and Chris will be here occasionally, but we're starting a new show. I'll get into that in just a second. I want to talk about our last sponsor to this show, um, Christian Lawson. So don't forget about them. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. That's ChristianLawson.com. Hurry up, guys. you got about a month before uh, Valentine's Day. Get on there. Use promo code DTOM at checkout. All right, so, um, you know, today is January 16th, and other than it being the observed day for Martin Luther King's birthday, and what I mean by observed day, if you don't know, obviously his birthday was yesterday, and yesterday was technically the holiday, but in America, what we do is if the holiday, whatever that holiday is, falls on a Sunday, then, you know, that doesn't count. We have to observe it on Monday. And you've seen that 
<laughs> starting here, if you've seen it with the last three, Christmas and New Year's was on a Sunday, observed on Monday. Even though you opened your presents for Christmas, I'm sure on Sunday, you didn't do it Monday, right? And what that means is your banks and your post office and uh, certain businesses and schools and stuff like that are closed today because, you know, we have to get credit for the holiday because it's not fair that we work, you know, five days this week. That's just crap. So we're going to uh, observe it on Monday. But what else is going on today? And uh, it's also today, January 16th. Let me turn it down just a hair. There we go. Um, is the beginning of this year's World Economic Forum meeting in Davos. Yay, right? Which will conclude on the 20th. But <clears throat> this meeting will be without two notable attendees. So when we talk about the WEF, who do we think about? We think about, obviously, Klaus Schwab, right? The, the leader of the WEF, right? We think about names like George Soros and Bill Gates and you know, presidents and senators and world leaders, right? But it's interesting. Two notable attendees will not be there. Klaus Schwab being one of those. And George Soros are both going to miss the opening day at the World Economic Forum starting today. So it kind of reminded me when I saw this where certain people... You know, we're told not to go into work on 9-11. Hmm? So supposedly, Schwab has a has an illness of some sort. You know, I'm just speculating. Is it COVID? Now, I've, I've read different reports. I haven't seen anything official as to his illness. Uh, some reports I've seen is serious illness. Some say just illness. So my curiosity sets in. Could his illness, does he have COVID? Or could it be side effects from the vaccine? Something about some of these global elitists screams that they're not vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? I, I can imagine that that Klaus Schwab isn't vaccinated. And uh, even George Soros. Because obviously, if, if the COVID vaccine is what some of us think it is, or what it could be, then obviously... If you're the, uh, you know, the man behind the green curtain there, you're not going to pump yourself with the actual vaccine. You might have, there might be video or pictures of him, quote unquote, getting the vaccine, kind of like we saw with Biden. That doesn't necessarily mean they got the vaccine. They just got a shot of some sort. It could have been freaking sugar water. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so whatever, uh, or is it something else? Is it, oh, yeah, I'm sick. I'm not going to be able to be there. And then um, Soros has scheduling conflicts. Now, the WEF has been in effect for, what, 50-plus years? I think it was 71 when it started. And it's been, it's been what it is now for the last 20 years. It's, it's a big deal. I mean, it's not. I don't give a shit about it. It's a bunch of global elitists trying to push their agendas on the world, not just America, but the world. But um, George Soros has scheduling conflicts. Like, you didn't know this. was it's, it's this time every year. So whatever you're doing 
that doesn't include you being here or being there, I should say. I'm not in Davos. I'm at home. <laughs> but what uh, the reason you're not there, whenever you <laughs> scheduled that event, you should have known, oh, wait, that's, uh, that's the same week as the, uh, the, the, the World Economic Forum. I can't do your thing. But no, he's got scheduling conflicts. So it seems somewhat convenient as to, uh, you know, why he's not there, why they're not there. And um, I also saw where huh, Biden's not going to be there. Trudeau's not going to be there. Or I'm sorry, not Trudeau, Merkel. Merkel. The dude, Macron, that's it, Macron from France. Merkel. There's a lot of world leaders who normally are there aren't going to be there. So you have to ask the question, why? The U.S. delegation that's going to attend is uh, Secretary of Labor, Martin Walsh, Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, uh, United States Trade Representative Ambassador, Catherine Tai, Director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Christopher Wray. Like, he doesn't have enough shit going on here in this country with stuff that he needs to be... Um, over there for whatever fucking reason. What what does the... <laughs> okay, labor. National intelligence? I don't know what you need to be over there for. Trade representatives? Okay. It's the World Economic Forum. Not the World uh, Spy on the People Forum. I mean, obviously, they talk about that stuff, but... Agencies for International Development? Okay, Samantha Power. Uh, Special Presidential Envoy for Climate? You know, John Kerry. Chris Coons, Senator Chris Coons, uh, Senator uh, Maria Cantwell, uh, Senator Joe Manchin, Senator James Rich, Senator Kristen Sinema. It's interesting seeing some of those names. It was like, is this a reward for, for what you did or is this punishment for what you did? Um, <laughs> is this trip over there something else? It's kind of like a witness list of people that have gone against the grain. Let's see, the FBI is investigating Joe Biden. Send him to Davos. Joe Manchin's going against, and Cinema's going against certain situations. Send them to Davos. Hmm. Joaquin Castro, Daryl Isis. I'm sorry, Isa. <laughs> uh, Gregory Meeks. I don't know. Some of these are congressmen and congresswomen or whatever. But the interesting thing about this is the climate uh, president. Presidential envoy for climate, John Kerry's going to be there, right? <laughs> and these guys are all flying over in private jets, mind you. And that's the interesting thing. But uh, so we go into who else is going to be there. Obviously, President of the Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky. And uh, he's going to be there because he's planning to join the World Economic Forum in Davos to sign a new post-war loan with BlackRock. Now, we talked about this the other day. Um, Larry Fink, who runs BlackRock, who is also uh, on the board, conveniently enough, of the WEF, uh, agreed to focus in the near term on coordinating efforts for all potential investors and participants in the reconstruction of our country. So... You have, uh, this past Wednesday, it was revealed that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's government is prepping to participate for January's World Economic Forum in Davos. 
And the Ukrainian leader is in talks with BlackRock CEO Larry Fink regarding rebuild efforts following the war with Russia. According to Bloomberg, Zelensky said in an evening address to the nation, specialists of this co company are already helping Ukraine to structure the fund to reconstruct of our state. Zelensky reported, reportedly had a video call with Fink in September. He did not reveal whether he would be attending the WEF personally or virtually. According to the Wednesday Post, the Ukrainian president's official website, Zelensky said, in accordance with preliminary agreements struck earlier this year between the head of state and Larry Fink, the BlackRock team has been working for several months on, protect, on a project to advise the Ukrainian government on how to structure the company's reach. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that included investments in, in XTC and, uh, or FTX or whatever the fuck it was, um, and so on and so forth. But it's also interesting that he's going to be involved in the WEF, in, in, uh, in Davos. And this is kind of the, the way I was going to go with this show today is, and I'll be honest with you, some of the ways I get a lot of my information is I steal it from other podcasts. I listen, I say, that's great, I'm going to talk, no, I'm joking. So what I'll do, I'm not an investigative journalist, okay? I'm just a dude with a full-time job doing a part-time podcast, right? So I don't have sources. I don't have people on the streets. I don't have ears to the ground. It's me. Chris sends me stuff. It's the two of us. That's it. He sends me stuff. I get ideas. He gets ideas. We talk about it. We do it. That's basically how this podcast works. So a lot of the things we get is, I'll go through Twitter. What's trending? Well, I wake up this morning. I get on Twitter. I, what's 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 the number one thing trending this morning? Zelensky war criminal. <laughs> like, what? Well, I, you know, we on this show have talked about this for the last couple of months and all the atrocities going on in the Ukraine. Now, you can blame Russia. You can blame whatever. The fact of the matter is, yes, we see on the news Russia missile strikes in this area and this, that, and the other thing. Okay. We've also seen situations where a Russian missile strike hit Poland. Oh, wait, that was Ukraine. So you honestly don't know what to believe. What you can believe this is some of the Ukrainian uh, military are Nazis, you know, and, and, and I'm not going to go through that whole situation because I talked about that on shows before. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of video coming out of the Donetsk region, the Donbass region, who are separatists. These people don't want to be part of Ukraine. They want to be part of Russia, where the Ukraine is bombing its own people. So I started digging into it. I'm like, I don't really know that this is the show I want to do today because I don't know how interesting people are in the fact that, okay, I'm going to dumb it down like this. Essentially, it's like this. Okay, so back in after World War II, there was an agreement, and it was called the Warsaw Pact. And basically, it was to say, you know, Russia. It was a, is a, it was a way to draw a border, so to speak, between Russia and Europe. And there was agreement that that's just how it was going to be. We won't mess with you. You don't mess with us. Okay. And then in the eighties, the late eighties, you know, Ronald Reagan, Mikhail Gorbachev, blah blah blah, tear down that wall and communism, yada yada yada. Um, that's where. Your, uh, your Ukraine, your uh, 
Belarus, your Estonia, your those those uh, those countries that border between Russia and Europe were formed. Now those were states of Russia, so they were able to uh, annex essentially, or not annex, but uh, separate from Russia and be their own entity. So essentially, if if uh, something was to happen in this country. And um, I'm just going to, for simple terms, whatever whatever happened, uh, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas all seceded from the Union for whatever reason. Whatever happened, those states became their own country. Or not their own country, but their own individual countries. Okay? And then... Uh, you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of because there's water. So let's, let's go north. Let's say, uh, Washington, Idaho, Wyoming, and, uh, not Idaho. Yeah, Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana, Minnesota wanted to secede from the Union, become their own, own countries individually. And we border with Canada, but then Canada wanted, you know, it's, it's sort of like that. Um, in the meantime, the the NATO, the UN, has been trying to convince these countries to join them when there was kind of a gentleman's agreement between the countries for them not to do that. And I know I'm getting off on a whole other tangent, and I really didn't want to do this, but here we are. Um, and that's what a lot of this is about. So you have people in these countries who were, or are, they feel in their hearts, are Russian. They grew up in Russia. If if they were if they're my age or older, they're Russian. You see what I'm saying? Just because Ukraine became Ukraine doesn't mean that those people, especially on the eastern side of of uh, Ukraine, don't feel like they're Ukrainian. They feel like they're more Russian. Thus, this whole conflict. At any rate, it's interesting. Some of the names that are going to be there, and also even probably more so, some of the names that aren't going to be there but Klaus Schwab has arranged for whatever reason for 5,000 Swiss troops to protect the WEF in Davos Swiss Army began deploying troops in Davos southeastern Switzerland on January 6th to support security for upcoming WEF on January 16th through the 20th 10 days before the 2023 edition the military began to work on security installations the defense ministry said on Friday, like every year, the military is supporting the civilian authorities in Canton, Gubinden, um, in preparation for the major event. It notes that the Swiss parliament renewed approval of 5,000 members of the Swiss army to guarantee the security for some 3,000 WEF participants for the years of 22 through 24. The high-level event attracts wealthy, high-profile business and political figures from around the world along with academics and other leaders of society. Last year's edition was attended by the likes of U.S. climate envoy John Kerry, uh, Microsoft mogul Bill Gates, and Rwanda President Paul Kagame. Um, current President Joe Biden will not attend this year. The U.S. Embassy in Bern said on Friday, but Washington is sending a high-level delegation, which we talked about. There will be some protests against the events in the past, blah, blah, blah. 
thus the 5,000. There's going to be more military members there than there's going to be people that are actually attending this event. So a lot of the things they talk about in these events concern all of us, not just here in this country, uh, the, the whole world. And, and I have no problem saying that. I know this is Don't Tread on America, and I have no problem talking about this because we have a ton of listeners in Europe, okay? Um, why? I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're interested in, in this, which is fine. I'll take all listeners. It doesn't matter what state, country. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. As long as you're interested in the show and you're, uh, you're involved, great. But um, so this, this is all of us. This is a don't tread on the world situation. Um, they talk about sustainability and environmental things, although, you know, they're all flying in on private jets, is, you know, that makes sense. Um, they talk about vaccines and pandemics and great resets and you'll own nothing and like it and eat bugs. They talk about these things. It's not, I'm not making this stuff up. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is truth. <laughs> um, but one of the things that they're going to talk about, now this kind of, I'm going to kind of branch on to a bunch of different well, it's not different subjects, but it's the same subject covering different ends. So over in the WEF, one of the subjects they're going to talk about is recession fears. So the five-day meeting, which convenes under the banner of cooperation in a fragmented world, I guess that's their, their um, title <laughs> for, the, for the year, we'll see over 50 heads of states and government take part among the expected guests, our German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, European Commission President Urs Ursula von der Leyen, uh, Spanish Prime Minister uh, Pedro Sanchez, some recent elected leaders, including South Korean President Yoon Suk Yeol, um, Colombian President uh, Gustavo Petro, and President Ferdinand Marcos. Of the Philippines are also so. Hmm. I'm sorry, the name threw me off there. Are expected. The African contingent will be led by President uh, Cyril Ramfasa of South Africa and President Samia Suluhu Hassan of Tanzania. The U.S. will be represented. I'm not going to talk about that. We already did. Uh, there will be no participation from Russia. So the recession risk, the 53rd edition of the Davos meeting takes place amid the steepest economy slowdowns of the century. The, <laughs> let me back up, the 53rd edition of the Davos meeting takes place amid one of the steepest economic slowdowns of this century. Now, you could say, okay, well, it's only 20-something years into this century. I don't know that they're talking about this century, as in 2000. I think they're talking about in the last hundred years. With the head of the International Monetary Fund, uh, uh, Cristaliana Georgievina, I don't know, fuck, some check, <laughs> warning that a third of the global economy could be hit by a recession this year. The conflict in Ukraine, Western sanctions against Russia have led to an unprecedented energy crunch. While inflation in advanced economies such as the U.S. and the Eurozone seem to have peaked. Um, it remains uncomfortably high, forcing central banks to stay on a course of aggressive rate hikes, which means higher borrowing costs 
in the face of a slowing economy. It also risks worsening as global debt crisis in developing countries, including Africa. The World Bank, interestingly enough, has warned that the economic, the current economic crisis could cause poverty to rise in the sub-Saharan Africa, which is already home to about 60% of the world's extreme poor. An annual risk survey published by the WEF on January 11th put the global cost of living crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine as the top immediate risk, saying energy and food supply crunches are likely to persist for the next two years, which is why here on this show and probably other shows you've listened to, they talk about food and storing and da-da-da. I'm not going to sit here and pimp uh, my Patriot Supply or any kind of food. Because that's that's emergency. That's like, oh shit, the world's coming in. At least we got some food. Now, I'm not saying don't buy that stuff. I'm also not going to say buy it because they're not sponsored the show. So, you know, you do you. (laughs) But what you can do is go to your grocery store. I've said this before. Stock up on canned vegetables. Stock up on uh, Chef Boyardee. Stock up on stuff that has long shelf lives. And stuff that you would eat anyway. You know, don't buy shit you're not going to eat because you're just wasting your money and wasting food. Buy, okay, we eat green beans, buy green beans. We eat canned corn, buy canned corn. We eat Chef already buy that shit. Just make sure you pay attention to the dates, rotate your stock. That way you're not throwing food away. Um, And I'll give you a, a simple example of this. A couple of weeks ago, my wife's like, oh, I'm going to cook. We're going to have pork chops. I think I'm going to make green bean casserole. So we need to get the stuff for that. I'm like, babe, it's in the closet. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. So, and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. That helps with food costs. That way, if you, if one week, if you're a family that lives paycheck to paycheck, and food's a little, money's a little tight, so I don't really have the money to go grocery shopping. If you have it in your in your storage closet, you know, you're good to go. So those are the things you need to think about. At any rate, um... So the meeting will happen against the most complex geopolitical and geoeconomic backdrops backdrops in decades. There really is a lot of stake when it comes to the global economic economy to make sure that we avoid a global recession. How to avoid low growth, high inflation, and high debt. Now, why am I saying this? This is the WEF. Does this concern us? Well, yes, it does. Right, it, it does. Um, should it concern us? It shouldn't, because we we can, we in this country could produce enough energy to sustain ourselves and export. We in this country have enough land to grow enough food for ourselves and export. Do you know that we actually grow vegetables in this country? And then ship those vegetables to China to be canned, to be shipped back to this country to be sold. How much sense does that make? <laughs> and the reason I ask that is, we grow the food here. Is it is it actually cheaper to ship it overseas, to ship it back? And the reason that's a dangerous thing is, what if China's like, fuck you, we're not sending it back? I'd rather spend a little bit more money and have the stuff done here. But that's a show for another day anyway. Um, 
why does it concern us here and why if the world economic forum is is stressed over a global economy and to avoid a global recession you could be like okay well that's that's the globe that's not us okay isn't it because some of the things they're going to stress in davos is covid-19 uh opening the country the world back up i should say because there's a lot of countries that are still like oh covid so as much of a big deal as they made about this two years ago and how everyone needs to be locked down and hiding and stuck in a cave because you know we're all gonna die they um (laughs) now it's like shit (laughs) that didn't work we need to get everyone back to work because the world's fucking going out of business essentially and they're all stressed about it and uh but in the meantime in this country we're looking at um (laughs) uh i'm sorry i was reading something you know but in this country they're telling us that no 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 inflation they just released the inflation numbers oh inflation's great you know so we ended december numbers just came out um on i guess today or friday whenever it was um 6.5 look so in the summer in june we were at a 9.1 look at look at how the economy is recovering it's only at a 6.5 okay but here's the thing (laughs) this is what pisses me off about the inflation numbers okay so the inflation number is based off of last year so you'd say december of 22 it was a 6.5 and that's compared to december of 21 okay it's not november of 22 it's it's year over year so all these numbers are versus the month of last of the year previous okay so yes in essence the uh difference between december and june that's great we went from a 9.1 to 6.5 but it's not like that June of 22, we're at a 9.1. June of 21, we're at a 5.4. You see, so you not only went up almost 4%, but if you look at 2020, where it was almost flat at a 0.6, that's what you need to look at. So if if inflation Okay, so we're going to we're going to go back a few years. So if inflation in 21 was on the rise okay so joe biden took office in january towards the end of january of 21 right and it steadily rose from there okay you know february 1.7 2.6 4.2 5.0 5.4 22 7.5 7.9 8.5 8.6 9.1 right so if you just look at the past, I'm just going to go with what's here. 14 to current. The average for each of those years, 2014, 1.6, 15.1, 16.1.3, 17.2.1, 18.2.4, 19.1.8, 20.1.2. Biden takes office, 4.7 for the year, on average for the year of 21, and 8.0 for the average of 22. So if you take 21 and 22 together, 
You see what I'm saying? Your average rose, 12, 13%. Because <laughs> things that didn't cost now, people say, oh, well, in 20, in 20, no one was buying anything. No one was going anywhere. Everyone was da 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 da. Yeah, but also people weren't working and shit wasn't getting manufactured. So da 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 da. <laughs> but your inflation numbers between 18, 19, and 20 were basically the same. Okay? And what I'm trying to say is this. If you had a dollar, if you spent, a, uh, if you bought something for a dollar in 2020, okay, that same item today is 13.1% more expensive. And that's what I'm talking about. So to say inflation is going down, it's at a 6.5. It's it's not because once these prices, okay, if inflation is going down, tell me how eggs are so expensive. Tell me how the stuff you buy at the grocery store is even more expensive than it was a month ago, two months ago, five months ago. Okay. Inflation's not going down. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make this an economic show. But if you turn to your page uh, four in your economics brochure, no, you have to look at it year over year. Like I said, in 21, December of 21, inflation rose from a 1.4 in 20 to a 7.0 in 21 and then to a 6.5. So it's 6.5% higher than, than the 7% was the year before. You understand what I'm saying? So it's still an increase. And then you have this. The U.S. Secretary, Treasury Secretary, comes out the other day and tells Congress that extraordinary measures will be taken to avoid uh, default until legislation is passed to raise the debt ceiling. So she, Janet Yellen comes out and notifies Congress that the U.S. projected to reach its debt limit on Thursday of this, of this week. Um, and it will resort to extraordinary measures to avoid default. In a letter to House and Senate leaders on Friday, Yellen said her actions will be will buy time until Congress can pass legislation that will either raise the nation's three thirty one point four trillion borrowing authority or suspend again for a period of time. Sure, law urged lawmakers to act quickly. Now, we just this is where it gets confusing for simple for me for simple people, just average everyday Americans. We just passed prior to Christmas, the omnibus spending bill, right? So we should be good to fund fund until next September, right? Or this September. Now, we're approaching the debt ceiling. They just raised the debt ceiling the previous year. But now we're about to hit it again. So now you have a split, split house that's going to fight over raising it again. What does that mean? So failure to meet the obligations would cause irreparable harm to U.S. economy, the livelihoods of all Americans, and global financial stability. But they're going to tell you, oh, everything's great. We're not in a recession. Now, we've already had, what, three quarters of negative GDP growth. We're already in a recession. It's kind of like if they don't say we're in a recession, we're not in a recession, but we're, we are in a recession. <laughs> Try and buy a home. Try and buy a car. Look at the percentage rates they're going to give you on borrowing. It's like they're punishing. Like if you have good credit and you want to buy a new car or a used car or whatever, it's like they're going to punish you for trying to buy. Now, I thought buying stuff helped the economy. 
buying houses, buying cars, buying things of high ticket that you have to finance. I thought those helped the economy. But they don't. We gotta, we're going to have to... It, it's just weird to me the way things work. I would think if, I, if, if I'm lending money, okay, and you have a good credit score, like you have, they, when you go to buy something, they, they run your credit, right? So you go, you buy whatever, they run your credit. And that, depending on how well your credit is, is dependent upon the, the interest rate you get on whatever you're buying. So if, you're, if your credit sucks, you have a higher interest rate. Now, it's understandable because what the bank or whoever you're borrowing the money from, what they see is you are sketchy on paying back loans. So the reason the interest rate is higher is they want to make their money off of you as quickly as possible. So if it's a car, for example, and you're paying a 10 or 15% interest rate, which is freaking insane, but you know, you, if you're stuck in a situation where it's like, I got to have a car, you, you do what you got to do. And at that rate, what you're going to do is buy the cheapest you know, car that's hopefully reliable because you still might be paying three, $400 a month for a piece of shit when you, if you had good credit, you could get a decent car for $400 a month. You are pretty nice, you know, more than decent car for $400 a month. You, you understand what I'm saying? If your credit's better. So that's what's, what, is, what is important is these lending institutions are only going to finance you with a low number, but even people with good credit aren't getting that low number because why? You know, why are we being punished? The interesting thing is, is they were saying earlier that uh, the debt ceiling might not be reached till the middle of the year. So this just this is a uh, Forbes. When did this come out here? Um, it came out. So Jan, this is just last week, January eleventh. With Republicans now in control of the House and Democrats controlling the Senate and the presidency, this gridlock political stage could be set for a similar debt ceiling debate as in 2011. That rocked financial markets and led to a downgrade of U.S. government uh, debt rating. The debt ceiling is expected to be reached later in 2023, though the precise timing is debated. When will the debt ceiling be reached? The timing of hitting the debt ceiling is not known precisely, but current estimates suggest sometime in the second half of 23, with this usage of extraordinary measures potentially pushing a hard deadline back closer to the end of the year. The fate of the U.S. economy will also impact the timing of reaching the debt ceiling. Recessions often increase government debt. If we see a 2023 recession, that is possible that the debt limit is reached relatively sooner. It's also possible that in a recessionary environment, delays on raising the debt ceiling may have greater economic impact. So this article came out on the 11th. What was that, Wednesday of last week? On Friday, Janet Yellen sent in a letter to to Congress saying, hmm, and shit's going to hit on the 19th. So you went from the middle to the end of ne- of this year to next Friday. This Friday, as, as we speak today. But you see what I'm saying? So... What are we doing here? Do we not know? Does that mean we're in a recession? Does it mean we're not in a recession? <laughs> Can we not just admit that we're in a recession? And say, fuck it, we're in a recession? I I, I don't know. So, 
a couple of things. This isn't going to be a long show. You're welcome. But um, I came across this thing here. Let me click on it. Let me, let me, uh, is that going to open up? Is it going to open up? I ruined everything. It ruined everything. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. No, I'm joking. So this was something in scrolling Twitter. One of the things that was trending also. Bill Gates, what it, what it was, a hashtag Gates bioterrorist. I think it was what it was. So he's come out with a tweet. Uh, I don't know exactly when this tweet was, but it says vaccines in our food supply solves the problem of vaccine hesitancy. So Gates wants to put M, uh, mRNA vaccines in the food supply. As globalist elites continue finding it harder and harder to convince humanity to submit to COVID jabs and endless boosters, blah, 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 blah. Interesting. State of Florida, hmm, the free state of Florida, comes out with this. Report that Florida will issue an arrest warrant for Bill Gates if Gates introduces vaccines to the food supply, as he has said he will do. Introducing vaccines to the food supply violates Florida state law. Statute 580.071 prohibits altering or adulterating food. So there you go. That's where I live. A couple of things, too. <laughs> Another report I saw on the WEF situation is a lot of these private planes flown, uh, you know, that flew these uh, global elitists from all around the world to Davos, and this is kind of where I want to go back to uh, to old uh, Klaus there being sick. It is said that he, I don't know if he banned or highly suggested or what the what the terminology there was, not using vaccinated pilots to fly these people. So here's a situation where I reported the other day that vaccinated pilots are being laid off. And that's part of your problem going around this country and probably around the world with flight delays and flight cancellations and so on and so forth is a lot of these companies that mandated vaccination laid off people that weren't vaccinated, right? Now, the people that have been laid off for not being vaccinated aren't working for, you know, flying. And the people that did get vaccinated are being fired. So now the airlines are short people well now you have a situation here where one of the people or the person that runs the WEF one of the people that was responsible for pushing the, the vaccine and pushing the agenda now is saying no 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 can't have uh, can't have uh, vaccinated pilots flying all these important people around the world why I thought it was safe I thought it was the thing to do saw on the news today COVID boosters are not recommended anymore for children over the age of 17. Or, I'm sorry, under the age of 17. Also saw a report, and I had I just dawned on me, and I forgot to look it up to see if I could actually find something on this, but it's being reported anyway that the Red Cross is no longer taking blood donations for people from people that are vaccinated. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say a year ago, but shit, three, four, five months ago, they were still pushing these vaccines to the point where I watch TV, I watch Fox News, right? You would see CDC commercials. You would see uh, government, oh, get your 
Don't forget, it's going to get you COVID. You'd see Walgreens commercials. Get your COVID, com- uh, your COVID shot at Walgreens. We had the flu and the COVID vaccines. Haven't seen those commercials in the last couple of weeks. Why? Now all of a sudden, now you got Pfizer under investigation. You got Moderna being looked at. You got people dropping like flies. I just saw, I don't know, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but the, uh, shit, what was it? What's that show? The freaking uh, crap. The one guy, he sung songs. He was on a show. I can't think of the name of the show. And I'm sure I'm not going to get fortunate enough that it's going to pop up. But, uh, yeah, entertainment. Let me go to entertainment here and see if it pops up here. Uh, yeah, yeah, guy. Anyway, one of the guys off of, um, I don't fucking know. I swear to God, I, I, and this is the problem. I don't watch a lot of current TV, but it was the sh- it was the song or the uh, show. I want to say American Got Talent, but I oh American Idol, American Idol, maybe that's it. One of the guys that was on that show, who uh, won, came in second, whatever, um, just had a heart attack. Um, let me see if I look it up. Heart attack. Vaccine, maybe I'll do that. Uh, let me say American Idol. Let me do that. Let me go back. American Idol. Let's see what that pops up. Ah, yeah, here it is. Here it is. I knew I found it. C.J. Harris, thirty-one. Amer- American Idol star C.J. Harris. Dies suddenly, sudden, suddenly, after suffering an apparent heart attack. Now, was he vaccinated? I don't know. I'm not, you know, whatever, whatever. But 31 years old. I mean, looking at pictures of him, of him it's like he was a heavy guy. Look, you know, whatever. But um, another one. Now you're constantly seeing videos of younger people kids, young adults, whatever, just dropping, you know, and it's, and, and I tell you what, as a parent, if I was, if I was one of these parents, I'm, we're going to be vaccinated in this family and I forced my kids to get vaccinated and then God forbid something happened to them, I would be beside myself. Of course, if I was also one of those parents, I wouldn't blame the vaccine. I'd probably find some other thing to blame, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out on that, and I'm really going to keep my ear to the ground on doing show preps because I really still want to do a show Wednesday and Friday for you guys. But I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out about this COVID vaccine, boosters, and all this stuff that they're not going to want us to talk about because they pushed this agenda. Now, I would also venture to say this, that the powers that be that pushed this agenda are getting the results that they wanted to get. We can act surprised and be like, see, see, look, look, so-and-so dying of a heart attack. This person, look at this kid, look at this adult, look at this, da, da, da. That's what they wanted. They're getting the results that they wanted. If Those of us who are unvaccinated and said don't get vaccinated, who are animated against this fucking vaccine, and the reason I'm getting a little pissed about it is because I've had this conversation with people I know, people I love, okay? Don't do it. Okay, but who am I? I'm just some dude 
doing a fucking podcast. Oh, that's just old dad. He don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He ain't a doctor. I'm my doctor says I need to get vaccinated. My boss says I need to get vaccinated. If I want to continue to work and travel and do all this shit, I have to get vaccinated. Okay. So what if now? Supposedly, you know there are some. You know, as as rumor has it, I guess you could say there are some people because this was essentially a working um, experiment, right? This was a working trial because they didn't really have good trials going into this. So it was a working trial. And what does that mean? So there are alleged to have been some people that went for the COVID shot that did not actually get the vaccine. They got a placebo. I can only hope that my family fell into that <laughs> into that grid of people that got the placebo. I mean, I guess that remains to be seen, but um, God help us all. That's all I got to say, because the government, the doctors, the CDC, these people can act surprised. But I'm telling you right now, they're getting the results that they wanted. So on that note, we're going to end the show. <laughs> But before I do, I want to tell you something, some, some new news. Christopher J. McGillicuddy and myself are starting a new podcast. And like I said, no, no, don't tread on America's not going anywhere. We're still going to be here. Subscribe to whatever podcast app you're listening to. Subscribe to the show. We're still going to be here. I'll still be here three days a week. Chris will be here occasionally like he is now. But we started thinking. We do this show like when Chris is here, even when I'm doing the show by myself, I'll have a whiskey. I'll have a bourbon. I'll drink a drink of some sort. I mean, today I'm just drinking water because it's early in the day. But <laughs> but uh, we'll have, uh, you know, whatever. And, and on the TikTok, we do drinks and stuff like that. And it's come to my attention that I would say the majority of the people that follow us on TikTok give two shits about Don't Tread on America. They're there for the drinks. And that's fine. Um, and it also come to my attention of thinking that most of the people that listen to the show don't give a shit about TikTok. Or maybe even about drinking. And you know what? That's fine, too. So, we started talking about doing another podcast. Now, I've already looked this up, so this will be our podcast name. Now, we're not, unfortunately, right now, we're not going to do an audio podcast. Now, what does that mean? You're thinking, what the hell are you going to do? We're going to do a video podcast. It'll be on YouTube. Probably, I'm trying to, I'm going to try and get everything set up today um, as far as owning the the pages so to speak but uh the potential name and i'll finalize this on the next show but we're looking at the name being beards bourbon and bullshit okay so if any of those topics interest you it probably won't be so political um we're two bearded guys who drink bourbon and we're gonna bullshit there's not gonna be any mat uh, any subject matter of any ill repute it's gonna be just bullshit we're just gonna bullshit we're gonna sit here and drink and bullshit <laughs> So, uh, if you want to know more, follow this show's page, whether you follow the website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com, or go to the Facebook, Instagram, or the TikTok, which I'm actually going to probably have a new TikTok for that show. Um, but follow this one at Don't Tread on America on those platforms, also on Twitter at uh, DTOM underscore 1775. So, follow us there. We'll give you updates. Things will start 
not changing. Those websites, those Facebook pages, those will still be in existence because this show is still going on. But we'll have probably a new Facebook and a new, um, maybe a new Instagram. I've already got the new Twitter, uh, new TikTok going. And then as soon as I get the YouTube and the Rumble all set up, you guys will be apprised of the situation. I And, and like I said, the reason we're doing the video podcast is this. It costs money to do a podcast. Not a ton of money. I'm not sitting here begging for money. Not doing that. Not yet. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you have a laptop, okay, so I'll, I'll say this, okay? I bought a new laptop. This was after, I think, the third or fourth show, my laptop crashed. So, bought a new laptop. I paid, what, six, seven hundred bucks for it, whatever. I bought a mixing board, microphone. I think between the two of those things, it was a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, whatever. That was <laughs> two years ago. That was 223 shows. Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. Today's show 223. <laughs> 223, right? Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, initial investment, yes, maybe a thousand bucks, probably less. Um, the, uh, but the show on a monthly basis between the website and to have the podcast aired is, I think I spend 20, 30 bucks. So, it's not a ton of money. It's a, it's a hobby. It's something to do. Whatever. Now, I've, I have said in the past, if this show blew up and we could do more stuff and do uh, merchandising and do those types of things, I would. I mean, we do okay. Our download numbers aren't anything to write home about. But, you know, I mean, I get 1,000 downloads a month. You know, so, I mean, okay, whatever. Who knows me? Right? I'm no, I'm no one special. So, I'll take it. Um, with that being said, if, or I shouldn't say if, but when we start putting this, this show out on YouTube, if it blows up and we get the downloads and we get the views, then we'll add it to our podcast channel and we'll have, I'll have two podcasts on off of the Podbeam distribution. And the reason I'm not doing it yet is because it'll double my fees, um, doing that. Um, so I want to wait to see if it, if it's interesting. Um, but well, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Now, now Chris and I are no, uh, uh, we're not professional bourbon drinkers. We're just two dudes that live in Florida that like to drink some bourbon, some whiskey. We're going to do different drink ideas. Um, kind of like what we do on TikTok, but we're going to do it on a show and we're just going to have fun. So just pay attention, follow this show, follow this page on Facebook and, and whatnot as to get the updates for the new show. As soon as I have that information, I will pass it on to you guys. So with that being said, today is January 16th, 2022. And I uh, hope you guys have a great Monday, the rest of your day, as it were. And a great week. And like I said, I should be back here Wednesday and Friday. Um, Friday might be up in the air because I do have uh, like my three-hour, eight-week, uh, every eight-week CAT scan that I have to do, CT scan. So I'll see if I can slip one in. If not, then I'll be back on Sunday. So you guys have a great day. And I'll talk to you again uh, later. See you.